Welcome to this Regen podcast, updating you on the latest in smart and renewable energy. This podcast has been made in collaboration with Western Power Distribution, the distribution network operator in the Midlands, Southwest and Wales. I'm Chloe Uden, a producer at Regen, and in this podcast we'll be talking to South Dartmoor Community Energy. The energy sector is really complex and things change so fast that it's very difficult for most people to keep on top of all of the opportunities and challenges this presents. And South Dartmoor Community Energy have been helping people in their community to do just that. But before going into the details of the podcast, let's first hear from Western Power Distribution. Yango, you're an innovation and low carbon networks engineer at Western Power Distribution. Can you tell us a bit more about the work that your organisation does? Sure. As the distribution network operator of the Midlands, Southwest and Wales, we are responsible for operating and maintaining the electricity distribution network in these areas. So, we are not an electricity supplier, but our responsibility ends just before the customer's meter. Our network consists of around 220,000 kilometres of overhead lines and underground cables and we have the privilege to be delivering electricity to 7.8 million customers. So the community energy group we're talking to today have been helping local people understand how to make the best of our energy system. What services does Western Power Distribution offer to support vulnerable customers? Well, I think it's helpful if we start by explaining that a vulnerable customer is a customer who might find power cuts more worrying. As an organisation, we recognise our responsibility to provide support to vulnerable customers. Therefore, what we do is that we try to identify these customers and record their details in our priority service register. We then use the priority service register to contact them during an outage and also to ensure that they know what to do if the power fails. To ensure that our data is up to date and that we are able to contact them if a power cut happens, we call our vulnerable customers once every two years to update their details. At the moment, we actually have 1.3 million people in our priority service register. If any of our vulnerable customers are fuel poor, we refer them to one of our referral partners who can help them maximize their income, be energy efficient, and ensure that they are on a good tariff. But it doesn't stop there. Our partners then report back to us about every single referral, informing us about the help that was provided to the customer and their financial savings. In fact, We have 14 fuel poverty schemes in place, which are on track to support 15,000 customers to save 3.5 million pounds per year. Today I'm here at South Dartmoor Community Energy's Pop-Up Advice Centre in Idlebridge. And I'm here with Katie Revel. Hello, Katie. Hi, Chloe. Um, can you tell me a bit more about your community energy group? 
Well, South Dartmoor Community Energy was set up last year. It evolved out of the local transition initiative called PL21 with the general aim of wanting to help local residents save energy and money in their homes, to see um, reduced fuel poverty, but also to get help people get more involved in and benefit from renewable energy projects. So we were following lots of examples of other local groups in the area and we wanted to be doing something similar and help reduce the carbon footprint of the area really. Um, can you tell me a bit about what your project has achieved to date? We, we've done quite a bit. We're still, we've been searching for um, a renewable energy project to develop as a community project and we've had a rural community energy fund grant to look at um, some solar on local industrial buildings. We're still um, trying to decide if they are financially viable to take that forward. We're also looking at a big solar array that's currently owned by Bath and West Community Energy and whether we could take that off their hands in the future, again if it generates community benefit. Um, but in the meantime, while we've been doing this research into um, the renewable side of things, we have launched an energy advice service. And we did that last um, winter with the help of a grant through the Big Energy Saving Network. And it just happens that myself and my colleague Sophie Phillips are both sort of trained energy advisors in a previous life used to do this work, mainly in Plymouth, but across Devon. And we've kind of come together within South Dartmoor and been able to launch the service. And last year, I think we spoke to over 680 local residents, helping people to check their fuel bills, apply for, for different grants and support from the fuel companies and give sort of general energy advice through all sorts of ways. So we're lucky that that is continuing and this autumn winter we have a grant through the lottery to support us with that. Um, and yes, that's why we're here today in our, our pop-up energy advice service, trying to just get the message out there and give people the opportunity to speak to us and see what they can, how they can get involved and what they can save. What sort of advice do you provide to what sort of people in Ivybridge? Okay, well, we cover a lot of advice on helping people to check they're on the right energy tariffs and with a good company and on the, on the best deal. Um, a lot of people we work with tend to be the older generation who are a bit more loyal to their energy companies and less likely to shop around and less likely to be online and even paying by direct debit. So a lot of our work is targeted at the more sort of vulnerable members in our communities. Um, we'll also make sure that people know about things like the Warm Homes discount and the priority services registers that are available from the energy companies and also organisations like Western Power Distribution. So we go out and we will, we will have events in all sorts of different places, whether it's libraries, um, community centres, visiting coffee mornings or memory cafes, just to make sure we spread the word about all these different support that's available and are as accessible as possible to a wide audience. Um, what sort of projects do you see your organisation running in the future? I think it's quite an interesting time for community energy groups. There's obviously lots of talk about um, storage projects. There's still the possibility for renewable projects to stack up financially, so we're still going to keep pursuing that. We still want to own some um, energy generating activities. I think we will want to continue our energy advice service as long as we can. I think there's definitely a need out there. The energy marketplace is still complex and ever-changing and evolving and people like to know that 
they can go somewhere where our advice is free and it's impartial and that's quite important we're you know we've come out of we're local local people it's a community energy group we're not a big corporation selling anything which makes a, a big difference we're also even considering um, exploring getting into affordable housing development because we think if we had to raise millions of pounds for a renewable energy project could we raise similar sums of money and actually help meet some of the affordable housing needs that are in this area which is a very exciting um, idea in which our directors are quite keen on. So um, we're in your pop-up energy advice centre in Ivy Bridge and you have people coming in and out of the door all day. What sort of things are people asking you about? Okay, it's, it, it's, it is quite wide and varied. There's a lot of people who come in and just say, right, what are you going to do to help me reduce my energy bills? And we start with the whole um, discussion about whether they've switched energy supplier, are they on the best deal, checking out th things like that. Um, we also have a lot of queries about smart meters, um, whether they're, they're a good thing to have, how do they actually work, will they work in our area, if I switch companies what will happen and things like that. We actually have had quite a few more detailed um, inquiries recently about people who heating systems have broken down and wanting to know what support is out there. Obviously we've just entered the, the sort of the heating season and so energy bills and heating systems are much more of a topical issue so it's quite appropriate that we're here at this time. Yeah it depends a lot of what's in the national media and local media so when there's information about standard variable tariffs being capped or energy prices going up it suddenly triggers people to think about what they're paying for their energy and to kind of approach us and find out what advice and support we can offer them. Um, you talked a bit about the Priority Services Register, um, which WPD hold. Mm -hmm. What is that and why would someone want to be registered? The Priority Services Register is so that the network operators like Western Power and the energy companies know where their vulnerable customers are. Um, it means that they would get um, forewarning if there was a planned power cut in their area because perhaps they, they have medical equipment or a stair lift that needs constant power so they're very vulnerable to power cuts. And it does mean that if there was um, a big storm and there was a power cut in, the, in, a, in a village or an area of a town that they would know where those most vulnerable consumers are and could put into place um, extra support during that time. Um, but the energy companies when they offer their priority services registers, it normally means they also get a slightly better level of customer service. They can get a, a better number to call that involves a lot of le lot less press one for this, press two for that, and they get um, their bills in different formats if they need to, password schemes when someone comes to read the meters, potentially free gas safety checks and things like that. So it's, it's something that people aren't very often aware of, and so if we're ever on the phone to um, an energy company on behalf of somebody who is vulnerable in any way, we always make sure they're on the priority services register. It's really heartening to hear how people working in community energy groups can make such a practical difference in the lives of their friends and neighbours. We need local experts that we know and trust to make sense of all this change and help us navigate the complexity. Energy literacy is really quite hard to develop, but in the next podcast, we'll be meeting Brendan Energy, 
who've done lots of work in their local schools and who've shown how the benefit funds that community energy groups create can persuade even the toughest audience to talk about energy. Western Power Distribution is the distribution network operator for the Midlands, Southwest and Wales, responsible for operating and maintaining the electricity distribution network in those areas. Regen is an independent, not-for-profit organisation that uses its expertise to work with industry, communities and the public sector to revolutionise the way we generate, supply and use energy. Regen has a clear goal accelerating the transition to a decarbonised, decentralised and democratic energy system. Join now. Membership is open to any organisation that supports our mission and we will keep you informed, involved and connected. Please visit www.regensw.co.uk